0: This uh, verse of scripture, when I was studying it this week, can't get any commentaries to agree very much. They, they give a, some of them said, "Hezekiah wrote it, and another one said, "David wrote it." And some one of them said it had to do with coming out of Egypt. Another one said it had to do with coming back from Babylon. Another one said that this was the psalm that Jesus sang when, when it says in the Gospels that they sang a hymn and went out. And so I guess you can just decide what you want to think about it, uh, about why it got put in there. But uh, I'm just glad it's in there. <laughs> and that's what matters, that it's in there. And, so, uh, and it's a psalm that applies in every situation. It applied to those coming out of Egypt. It applied to those coming out of Babylon. It applied to David and his situation. It it applied to Hezekiah and his situation, and it applied to our Savior, and it applies to us, and so I'm glad he put it in there. Let's read this psalm together, and y'all, I don't like these things, and I play with them, and if I if I pull them on and off, it's driving me crazy, it's, and I hope it don't drive you crazy with me doing this all day. But uh, it's what we got to do. Psalm 116, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death come past me, and the pains of hell gat hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Mine eyes from tears and my feet from falling, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now and in the presence. Of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, surely I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all the people, all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, all Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word and ask you that you will bless it. Lord, I pray for your direction, your wisdom, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as we, as we look into your scripture, and we pray that we know, Lord, that it will go forth and it does not return void. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, the main verse I want to take my text from is, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Uh, reminded of that poem, and I don't have it quoted, but it's, it's a Mother's Day poem where that, uh, you know, the, the little kid comes in and tells his mama that sh- that she owes him something. And so she puts down a list. Uh, you know, bedtime prayers, no charge. Breakfast every day, no charge. Laundry, no charge. Uh, when you think about what shall I render, what am I going to pay for his benefits? And... Uh, Mothers are the closest thing to the Lord, and like the Lord, like mothers, there's really no charge. What can I render? The answer is nothing. What can I render uh, for all his benefits? There's no way that I can equal the value. You know, when you, when you go to pay for something, you, you give an amount of money that equals the value of that item. What can I render for the benefits that God has given me? The the answer to the question is nothing. I can't. Now, later he says in the next verse, uh, he says, what can I render? And a few verses later in verse 14, he says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. He says it again in verse 18. What can I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Uh, The answer is nothing. But then the psalmist says, I'm going to pay my vows. Uh, There is a debt of love that we owe our Savior. There's a debt of love. Now, I'm not paying him for the benefits. There's no way I can give an equal amount to offset the precious blood of Jesus, there's no way I can give an equal amount to offset uh, the price that was paid for the benefits that God has given me. But I do have a debt of love. You know, I've told I've, I've told my kids. I said, when I get old, I've took care of you. When I get old, you're going to take care of me. <laughs> you have a debt of love to me, whether you like it or not. Uh, there's a debt of love now now i'm a human father and uh i'm exacting a you know for 8 10 12 15 years whatever it is i get 8 10 12 15 years at the end uh something like that there's a debt of love that we owe our savior what can i render what can i give what can I render to this one that has so benefited me? And so as we look at this psalm, this is a psalm of thanksgiving. This is a psalm where that the psalmist is looking at how that uh, God has helped him and strengthened him. And so I want to take a few minutes to, to look at the benefits. What are the benefits that we see in this chapter what are the benefits that are there a couple of things when we we at the very beginning I'm going to skip around I'm going to go through it once about the benefits and then I'm going to go through it once about how did he pay his vow what are the things that we can give back as a debt of love and so in verse 2 it says because he hath inclined his ear unto me he's listening to me. That's a benefit. I have the benefit of knowing that I have a Heavenly Father who is listening to me. I have a Heavenly Father that will give His ear to me. Uh, there's been lots of times in my life when my kids have come to me and I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. I can remember when they were little, and they would grab your face and get you to look at them because you're in another conversation holding them in your lap, and you're not hearing a word that they're saying. But we have a heavenly Father that hears us. We have a heavenly Father. Uh, Another place in Scripture says, What is man that thou art mindful of us, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Uh, It's an amazing thing that the God of the universe is willing to listen to me. And he's not distracted by everything you're saying. He hears me just as clear as he hears everyone else, and he hears us all just as clear at the same time. That's his infinite power. That's his his vastness. That's his greatness. And so he is listening. He's not that uh, uninvolved father. He's not that father that's not paying attention, but he is paying attention to you and to me. He sees us. He knows us. he He cares about us. When we feel like he's not paying attention to us, you can know for a fact that you have his close attention. Romans tells us that he, he hears those groanings that cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit within us prays, and those groanings that we can't even utter, he hears. His ear is inclined to us. He hearkens to us. He hears us. Even in our failures, even in our shortcomings, He is still listening to you and to me. He is not going to turn His ear away from us. We have His ear inclined to hear us. He hears us when we call upon Him. His ear is given to us. Another benefit that we have in verse 8, in verse eight tells us, for he hath delivered my soul. There's a threefold deliverance listed in this verse. He's delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. He's turned his ear towards us and he has delivered us. Uh, The salvation that Jesus Christ bought for us on Calvary. What a blessing. What a benefit. We didn't deserve it. It was something that we were unworthy of. There was no reason for him to save me. Absolutely none whatsoever. Uh, But he was willing to give himself. He was willing to make that, uh, to take my place on the cross of Calvary. Christ was willing to leave his throne in glory. He was willing to come to this earth. He was willing to live on this earth. He was willing to give himself in death on the cross to save my soul. He's delivered my soul. He's delivered my soul from death. I was dead in my trespasses in sin. I was without hope in this world. Uh, I was, I was uh, condemned and guilty of my sin. But He has saved my soul. He's delivered my soul from death. He's delivered my soul from death. It says that he, has, he has, uh, uh, He's delivered mine eyes from tears. Uh, He could have saved us and said, well, I'm going to save you, but I'm just going to leave you in the mess you're in. No, he didn't do that. He could have said, well, I'll, I'll let you off, but I'll hold this against you. No, he took away all the guilt. He took away all of the sorrow. He gives us oil of joy for mourning. He gives us a spirit of praise uh, for heaviness. Uh, he 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 takes away uh the sorrows of sin and death. He takes away the sorrows of the things that we brought on ourselves in this fallen world. And he says that he will wipe away all tears. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more crying. There's joy forevermore. He's delivered my soul from death and my eyes from tears. Joy forevermore in his presence and knowing him. Uh, He's delivered my soul from death. He's delivered uh, my eyes from tears, and he delivers my feet from falling. Uh, he, he's involved in our life. He, he saves us, and then he brings us up out of that pit. He puts us in a new place of, of, of health and strength in our spiritual life, and he keeps our feet from folding from falling. He holds us. He holds us up by his right hand, Psalm 73 said. The psalmist said, I was well nigh, I was well nigh unto slipping. I was about to slip, but he said, the Lord held me up. The Lord held me up. You know, we, 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 as Christians, we're saved, but it's not really us that pushes us down this road of righteousness. It's his righteousness. It's his grace that put, that puts us on the path to pursue righteousness. It's his grace that, that that keeps our feet from falling, that helps us to escape in the moment of temptation. It's all of him. I can't live this Christian life on my own. I can't Be the kind of man and the kind of Christian that God wants me to be. How is it that I, that the only way that I don't fall in sin, the only way that I don't fall for the body when you can just sit down and rest. For the mind when, when things can be calm in your emotions and you can just rest. In your spirit when, when you're troubled. When you can just rest, and so the psalmist is saying, "I could take my rest because he is bountifully; he has dealt bountifully with me. He took he took these sorrows, he took these pains of death, uh, he took this trouble. Uh, it, it's his goodness, it's his mercy, it's his riches that are extended to us that we can have rest. He's he gives us bounty. You know, oftentimes." Uh, the uh, uh, we we look at situations, and uh, we look at how God can can move in it, but we can rest in Him. When I can rest and know that He's got it, now our mind and the enemy will come in and say, "No, we don't. This is trouble. This is pains of hell. This is." This is death compassed you about. This is trouble and sorrow. You're not going to get out of it. But he gives us rest. He gives us rest. Uh, He's able to give us rest. And then verse 16 is another benefit. It says that uh, the Lord... I can't see it, folks. It's in that verse. There it is. Very end of the verse. Thou hast loosed my bonds. You've took us out of bondage. I'm no longer bound. I'm not in the bondage that I used to be. I'm not in the sin bondage that I used to be. Lord, you deliver me from the bondage of doubt. The bondage of fear. And I am able to be free in it. You look at that that Gadarian demoniac who was bound in so many ways. He had physical chains that he was able to burst out of. But there were other bondages in his life that he was not able to get free of. But God is able to deliver us from every bondage the enemy has put in our life. And he said, you've loosed my bonds. they They had me held. They had me confined. Uh, they, they, were, they were against me, but you have set me free. The benefits that God has given us, he set us free. He's, he's, he's delivered us from our bondage. Now, these things that the psalmist looks at here that are, are these benefits, when you, when you think about how that, uh, how that you could repay God, these are things we can't pay for. There's no proportional recompense we can make. But there are some things we can do. And the psalmist starts out with the best way to render back to him. He says in verse 1, I love the Lord. I love him. I love him. And he uses that word, I love the Lord because. I just want you to think about that for a minute. I love the Lord because. Fill in that blank. I love the Lord because. Oh, how many things. You know, I, I talking about mother, I remember um, in my, my mom's mom, Ma Collins, She was real special to me, and I can think of, I loved her because. And I told the kids in school the other day, because of opera cream cookies. Because of stove-stirred banana pudding with meringue, big and thick. I loved her because... She sat on the floor and played with my Weeble Wobbles and with me when I was three or four years old. I'll never forget Ma Collins and me sitting on the floor playing Weeble Wobbles. If you know what Weeble Wobbles are. (laughs) I loved her because. And think about the Lord. I love The Lord, because, man, I can't begin to number the things the Lord's done for me, and I just love him. Now, my love can never pay him back for how much he gave me. John said we love him because he first loved us and gave himself for us i love the lord because that affection of heart you know the greatest commandment is to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and it is a commandment and it feels and it could feel like a duty but it's not it's easy I love the Lord because he loves me. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. I love the Lord, the psalmist says, because he hears me. There ain't nobody else that matters but me. I love him. I love the Lord because, fill in that blank, what has God done for you? How has he changed your life? How has he made a difference for you? Oh, our love that is due to him. Uh, We we could never repay his love, but I'm going to give him my love in return. I'm going to give him my love in return. I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and my supplication. Because he has inclined his ear unto me, therefore, here's something else he's going to do, therefore will I call upon the Lord as long as I live. You know what? God loves for us to call on him. Now, you, you might get a little irritated when people come to you with their problems and their troubles and their situations, and I, get, I might get put out, And like, why can't you do that for yourself? Do you need me to do that for you? Or I don't have enough time, but he doesn't care. He wants us to call on him. He wants us to bring our needs to Him. And the psalmist says here, I will call upon Him as long as I live. Now, to me, that doesn't sound good to have someone always dependent on me nonstop and calling on me as long as they live. But to Him, it is an expression of worship. To Him, it's an expression of dependence. To Him, it's an expression of faith. And so we are given the privilege that He will deliver us. He will set us free from our bondages. He will treat us bountifully. He will deliver our soul from death and our eyes from tears and our feet from falling. He will do all of that. And He wants us to ask Him. And bring our needs to Him. He wants us to call upon Him as an expression of faith. As an expression of dependence on Him. He loves it when we come to Him. He doesn't want us to try to do it on our own. He doesn't want me to try to do it on my own. He doesn't want me to live this Christian life on my own. He doesn't want me to try to make it on my own. He wants me to depend on Him. And I can return by saying, Lord, you saved me for no good of myself. And, Lord, I'm going to keep calling on you for every day of my life. Because all I need is you. All I need is you. All I need is you. He wants us to call upon him. He wants us in verse 7. It says, I will rest. And we've already talked about that a little bit. I will rest in him. I will rest. He wants us to have that expression of confidence that my God is going to take care of my needs. He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to, to be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds. He wants us to do that. He wants us to bring our request and then just rest in him. That's how, I, that's how I can recompense to him. How can I render to him? How can I render to him for the benefits he give me? He wants me just to call on him and rest in him, to count on him. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are labor, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to rest in him verse 9 it says i will walk before the lord in the land of the living he wants us to walk before him that's how we can render to him for the benefits is say lord i'm going to walk i'm going to walk for you i'm going to test i'm going to uh, i'm going to order my daily life the way that you want me to I'm going to walk before you and before others. Uh, I'm going to let you be my constant companion. I'm going to be uh, aware of your continual presence in my life. I'm going to walk before the Lord. I'm going to walk with him. Verse 10, it says, I will speak for him. It says in verse, uh, I be- I've believed, therefore have I spoken. I'm going to speak of my faith. I'm going to testify to others about what he's done for me. I'm going to speak of my faith. Now, in the middle of the trial, uh, he says, uh, I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. Uh, I, I, I was greatly afflicted, and there was problems, and there was difficulties. But in the middle of it, I'm going to speak of my trust in God. I'm going to speak of my testimony of what he's done in the past. I'm going to witness of what I know that he can do in my current circumstances. I'm going to speak for him. In verse 13, he says, I will take the cup of salvation. I'm going to take the cup of salvation, the divine supply of grace. So many times we try to do it on our own. We try to find our own remedy, but all we got to do is take that cup of salvation, that cup of grace, that cup of His mercy, and just partake of it day in and day out. Lord, I'm resting in You. Lord, I'm trusting You. Lord, I'm living in You. It's only through You that I'm able to make it. And we, we take from Him His cup of salvation, a daily supply. That he gives us. And then verse 17 and 18. Uh, in verse 14, he says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of the people. Verse 18, The same verse. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of his people. Uh, what can I render? I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna uh, I'm going to pay my vow. I am going to, in the courts of the Lord, in the midst of thee o jerusalem praise ye the lord verse 17 says i will offer thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the lord we give him thanksgiving we offer him thanksgiving we get, it, hebrews says that we offer a a our praise and it's will well pleasing unto him uh it ta- in the present, that his presence, in Romans 12, it says that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, our praise that's continually the fruit of our lips, uh, a sacrifice that is well-pleasing. And the psalmist says, I am going to give that sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I'm going to do it for everybody to see. I'm going to praise him, and I'm going to praise him in the courts. I'm going to praise him in the house of the Lord, and then he ends the psalm with just "Praise ye the Lord." A heart of thanksgiving. How do we pay him back? We don't really pay him back. We we can't bring an equal uh, compensation for what he's for the benefits that he's given us. But we can. We can say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I call on you. Lord, I trust in you. Lord, I'm resting in you. I'm walking in your ways. I'm going to testify of you, and I'm going to give thanksgiving for what you've done. And Lord, I'm going to receive of you each and every day. Oftentimes, the benefits we get cause us to think we don't need him. But let us never get... uh, Let us never forget that we can't make it without him. And I must trust in him. And I can only thank him for what he's done and for what he's going to do. Oh, he's done many things for us. He's given us salvation. He's delivered us. He's set us free. He bountifully deals with us. He gives us blessing over blessing. And he deserves our thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you for your word. And Lord, I thank you that you, without, uh, without any worthiness, you give us these benefits. Lord, there's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to, uh, to pay for the salvation you give us. There's nothing we can do. You freely give of yourself. And Lord, help us because of you first loved us. Help us to love you and trust in you and depend on you and have a grateful heart always for the things that you've done in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Lord, in this congregation today, you be glorified. Let's stand together.